It's time to go to work. Jerk of all trades podcast, episode number 11. Big show today. What's up, Ray? It's going to be a fucking fun one. Uh, We're going to be spitting some fucking venom today. Spitting fire. Yes. So it's going to be. How's your holiday weekend? uh, I work retail, so it's about like normal. You made that money. I made money. So, yep. All good in the hood. Yep, yep. Well, I don't know if you saw this over the holiday weekend, but there was a huge fight at the baseball game. I, I, I believe I did see that, yeah. You saw that, yeah. Uh, Bryce Harper and Hunter Strickland. Uh, Bryce Harper is the most popular baseball player in all of baseball right now, and uh, he plays for the Washington Nationals. He's no Mark McGuire, but... No, no, no. He's, He's a lot right. smaller than Mark McGuire. Yeah, less, but, uh, less he, roids. He hustles, man. He hustles. I got to give it to Bryce Harper. I, I kind of didn't want to like him, but uh, he's kind of he, he's won me over with his hustle and you know his loyalty and respect, his passion for the game, man. He, he brings it out. So, um, yeah, there's this uh, jabroni pick, pitcher Hunter Strickland. He was a little ticked off that Bryce Harper jacked two home runs off him a couple years ago in the playoffs. Um, decided to throw some heat at the rib cage. Of Mr. Bryce Harper, ah, Mr. Bryce Harper, not taking too kindly of motherfuckers throwing at his rib cage, and decided to you know stand up for himself, as you would. Pointed the bat at him a couple times, said, "You know what? I don't like that. I'm gonna beat that ass." So what does he do? He charges the fucking mound and he proceeds to beat that ass. This is one of the best baseball fights I have ever seen. I've never seen a baseball fight oh, before. Oh, man. Bryce Harper landed a haymaker from fucking the south side of town, man. I'm telling you right now, this was more exciting than a Floyd Mayweather fight. Bryce Harper and Hunter Strickland throwing down in the middle of the fucking pitcher's mound. Yeah, that was in the pretty crazy, man. Field. Definitely. This was one for the record books. This was a classic fight. You know, uh, baseball, they got so many of these silly, unwritten rules. And a lot of written rules, too. And a lot of written ones, but there's almost just as many unwritten as written these days. Yeah. And, you know, the Hunter Strickland, a lot of old school guys don't care that he hit Bryce Harper. A lot of, you know, the new school guys are saying it's bullshit. I'm kind of an old school guy, but I have a new school mindset as well. Um, I think what happened should have happened. I don't think he should have beamed him, but he beamed him in the right spot. He beamed him, you know, in the hip, in the stomach area. He didn't throw at his head. And they settled it out on the field. You know, they went mano y mano and uh, made the best. I think a lot win. of other monos were around too. It looks like they're I'm looking at a picture here where this one guy looks like he might be possibly setting him up for 3D here. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was, uh, there was a, a few other people involved with this. I'll be honest, man. I, I mean, I watched baseball growing up. I don't watch it now. And I can't ever remember a baseball fight. Obviously, you have hockey, and that's very well known for that. And, you know, we've got some stuff in football as well. But baseball is not a very physical sport in terms of, like, person to person. So um, you see a little bit, bit of stuff, you know, maybe at home plate. But that's really about it. So, yeah, this was uh, this was pretty fucking crazy. They definitely they, they threw down. They threw some bows. I was pretty upset, though, because last week we had our universal call out with the baseball or uh, sorry, with the, uh, <laughs> with the, the bats. bats. <laughs> and uh, we got people being beaten to death with baseball bats. And so when you sent me this story, my hope was that uh, that he did actually point the bat at him sting style. But um, that was about where it ended. I was hoping we came out and the unwritten rule was don't hit him in the face with a baseball bat and beat him to death. Yeah, and uh, that, he did not do bad. that. Oh, yeah. And so uh, I. I was actually disappointed in this fight in that uh, there was no uh, there was no Bryce Bryce Harper throwing straight haymakers uh, overhand right rocking Hunter Strickland. I scored that a 10-9 Bryce Harper. That was an easy round for Bryce Harper. 
unfortunately, Bryce Harper got suspended three games for this. Initially, it was four. Uh, they lowered it to three. And uh, Mr. Hunter Strickland got suspended for six games. And, uh, you know, that's the commissioner's call. And whatever the commissioner says, I, I pretty much go with it. So yeah. um, that was a pretty good scrap. But for now on, guys, let's leave the scraps and the fights to the professionals. Yes. And when I'm talking professional, I'm talking UFC. Tommy Eddie. Ultimate Fighting Championship. UFC 212 is live this Saturday night. Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Oh, man, this is the Eddie the Jerk breakdown. Ray, you ready for this? Yes, yes, I am. We are ready. Lay it down, man. Man, I'm telling you right now, this is going to be crazy. The main event is so damn good. Jose Aldo, interim champion, Jose Aldo versus Max Blessed Holloway. He is the blessed one. Um, he is also the interim champion. He last defeated Anthony Pettis for the interim featherweight championship. I'm going to do it like I always do. I'm going to break it down for you guys. I may throw a couple bets at you, but probably not this card. And... uh and tell you who I, what my prediction is for a, a couple of these fights. I got to be honest with you. I want to hear, man. I don't know a lot of these fighters. It's in Brazil. There's a bunch of guys with a, a bunch of crazy last names that I never heard mm -hmm. of. So I'm And gonna, I definitely haven't heard of them I'm, either. Yeah, I'm going to stick to the script and only go about four fights. So please bear with me. Um, so, yeah, the main event is going to be crazy. This is going to be all stand-up. This is going to be bows, just like the fucking baseball fight. They're probably not going to take each other down one time in this fight. It's going to be all kicks and punches all day long. The size advantage, I'm giving to Max Holloway. He has the reach. He has the size. It's very rare for Jose Aldo to fight a guy with the, the reach and the size of a Max Holloway. And Max Holloway is very damn good with that reach, and he knows how to use it, and he uses it effectively. The grappling and the wrestling, I suppose I'll give it to Jose Aldo, even though it's been so damn long since he's used it. I don't remember like the last time I could say Jose Aldo actually wrestled with somebody. The striking is right down the middle. The leg kicks go to Jose Aldo. The straight right hands might go to Max Holloway, the, you know, the jab. Um, the body kicks, maybe Holloway, uh, but the power will definitely go in striking to Jose Aldo. The stamina and athleticism. Stamina, I'm going Holloway all day. Uh, Jose Aldo tends to fade towards the later rounds, especially in championship fights. But the uh, athleticism, the, the quickness and explosiveness definitely goes to Jose Aldo. The toughness in the chin. I'm going Max Holloway on this. He's a young cat. He's straight out of Hawaii. Them Hawaiians are tougher than a motherfucker. Uh, I'm giving that toughness to Max Holloway. Jose Aldo got knocked out by Conor McGregor not too long ago. And you never know, uh, once these guys get cracked, they tend to fall a little bit easier as time goes on. So, to call it. Call it. I call gotta it, call it, let me man. know. Because of the speed, because of the leg kicks, and because of the experience, and because it's in Brazil, I'm going Jose Aldo on a split decision. But Max Holloway is on the rise. He's been on the rise. He comes at you like a motherfucker. He's upped his game. For like the last five or six fights, this can go either way. It could easily be Max Holloway on a split decision, but because it's in Brazil, and I don't know how Holloway's going to react to those leg kicks. And and honestly, Jose Aldo is probably the best athlete that uh, Max Holloway's ever faced too. Got to go, Jose Aldo. Co heard it here first. Heard it here first. Co-main event: Claudia Gadella versus Carolina Kovalkiewicz. This is a strawweight match. Good job. Good yeah. job. <laughs> I've been working on that all week. <laughs> I wouldn't even I wouldn't even have tried that. You know dude. what I'm saying? So uh 
Yeah, so Claudia Gadella, her last fight, her second to last fight was against Joanna. She performed pretty well, but she lost to Joanna. And then the Carolina, uh, her last fight was against Joanna as well, and uh, she lost uh, to Joanna in five-round decision. Pretty damn close fight. You know, these women, they typically go to decisions in their fights. They don't have the punching power. So if you're going to go uh, on a bet with this, I'd definitely take the over. The size... I'm going uh, in reach. I'm going with Carolina. The grappling and the wrestling is Claudia Gadella all day. I don't even think it's really that close, but you never know. The striking advantage is even. They're 50-50 on the striking. I would say Carolina has slightly better technique, while Claudia has the better power. Stamina and athleticism, I'm going with uh, Carolina, definitely on the stamina. Maybe the athleticism, athleticism to Carolina as well. Toughness in the chin. I got to go with Carolina again, but this one's close. Like I said, the, the girls, they don't typically get rocked too hard. So Carolina is tougher, tougher than a motherfucker, and so is Claudia. But uh, if I had to pick one, I'm going with Carolina on the chin of toughness. So my official prediction here, once again, it's in Brazil. It's probably going decision. And because of the wrestling and because it's so close on the feet, I got to go Claudia Gadella, unanimous decision, maybe split decision. Either way, it's going decision. Claudia Gadella, probably going up against uh, your girl, Joanna again, uh, one of these days, if she gets a W here. But Carolina, I'm telling you right now, if you had to bet it, I'd definitely bet Carolina. I hope I don't get forced to bet that because I'm definitely uh, going to lose. Yeah, the 20 bucks one. Uh, Eddie the Jerk did pretty good four out of five last time. Four so. out of five. I'm killing the game right now. Yeah. Technically, I got one of those and a no decision, but... Eddie Alvarez, if that was a if that was a fight to the death, Eddie Alvarez is winning that fight. Uh, so I gave it to him. I think there needs to be. More, <laughs> I gave myself that one. There needs to be more fights to the death in UFC. I would be I would be more apt to watch UFC if uh, somebody got fed to the fucking lion. So that's pretty crazy. So the next fight is uh, Vitor Belfort against. Uh, Nate Marquardt. You remember Vitor Belfort at all, Ray? Uh, I remember the name. He uh, was in the early UFCs. Yeah, he has uh, he has cauliflower ears and uh, he's bald, right? Oh wait, that described every UFC. Yeah, I was about ever, to say but... that really narrows it down. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm I have a chrome dome too, as I've discussed. But anyway, no cauliflower ears. Though. I'm surprised. No? Hmm. I was looking for the ranch, but yeah, they're they're uh, typically a badge of honor. Actually, uh, they're, they're quite a few fighters are proud of their cauliflower yeah. ears. So, anyways. Vitor Belfort uh, versus Nate Marquardt. The reach and the size is just about the same. The grappling and the wrestling is is going to Marquardt, even though uh, the jiu-jitsu definitely goes to uh, Vitor. Striking, I'm giving to Vitor. Um, stamina and athleticism, this is easy. Stamina goes to uh, Marquardt. The athleticism probably goes to Vitor for at least one round. Toughness in the chin, it's pretty close. I'll give it to Marquardt. Um, because, you know, both of these guys have been fighting for uh, double-digit years. These guys have been fighting and fighting and fighting for a long time. So either one of these guys get cracked, they might fall. My official prediction for this fight, Vitor Belfort, probably first-round uh, knockout because, uh, you know, Vitor in Brazil, man, he gets it done in Brazil. And Nate Marquardt, man, he, he's susceptible to be getting hit. And he gets hit quite a lot. And if Vitor hits you, you're gonna fall. And uh, and Vitor, he really he's got the speed in his hand still, and he goes for it, man. So, and it's in Brazil, like I said, going Vitor Belfort first round knockout. Any issues with that, Ray? No, 
No. You don't like Mark Hart? This is uh, this is the Eddie the Jerk breakdown, as I've discussed. <laughs> Ray knows okay. about fucking absolutely jack shit well, about these were UFC, a couple so. couple old school guys, so I didn't, you know. Yeah, I remember his name, but I mean, I that's about where it ends. So. Yeah, Mark Hart's been around too. All right, so the last fight on my Eddie the Jerk breakdown, Eric. So this is a fight I'm super looking forward to. Eric Silva versus Yanti Medeiros. This is such an interesting fight because Eric Silva is just like Vitor Belfort in that in the first round. He is unstoppable. He is just one of the best fighters in the world for the first five minutes. But after that first round, tends to go downhill a little bit. And, you know, after the second round, much easier to beat. So if Yanti Medeiros can make it out of that first round, he's looking pretty good. The size and the reach goes to Medeiros. Uh, Definitely the reach goes to Medeiros. Grappling and wrestling definitely goes to Eric Silva. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. The striking, pretty damn close. I give a slight, slight edge in the striking to Medeiros. He has the technique, but uh, Silva definitely has the power. Stamina going to Medeiros and athleticism going to Silva. Toughness and chin. <laughs> the toughness is going to Medeiros all day, every day. If you've ever seen this guy fight, Ray. I have you, not seen him you fight. You would be amazed at the punishment that he can take. He can take it and take it and take it, and he finds a way to come back. So this is a good way to live life, not just... To UFC and stuff, so absolutely, it's you got to be able to bounce back. Life will throw it at you. You this, just got to be able to deal with it. Yeah, this fight is going one way or the other. It's Eric Silva in the first round finish, or it's Yancy Madero's second round or third round finish. And I, I if it's got to be a finish, I got to take the guy that finishes first in Brazil. Eric Silva, first round submission. How do you like that one? Submission. Uh oh. I don't think you've called a fight with uh, submission yet. First so. fight in Brazil. You got to rep the Brazil pride. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They'd be repping that jiu-jitsu all day, every day. Let's see a submission or two out there Sunday or Saturday night, UFC 212. And these guys, man, UFC, they're pretty tough guys. You never see them doing any flopping and shit like that, right? But you're probably going to see a lot of it in that goddamn NBA Finals. Yes, yes. Eddie, give us the fucking NBA Finals breakdown. What's going to happen? What's the story? I don't know. And, you know, hey, maybe the people out there do know or they don't. So let me let us know. Let Ain't me too know. Bad. Two best teams in the NBA going on right now. Golden State Warriors versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. If you tuned into my uh, breakdown of the NBA playoffs, I predicted this as well, which obviously the easiest prediction of all time. I'll still take credit for it. All right. So big. This is a big deal right now. This is a rematch. This is actually the third time in a row that these two teams have faced each other in the NBA finals. This is a uh, legacy finals for LeBron James, he needs to win this to become 1A behind Michael Jordan. Uh, if he can take over this series and dominate, uh, he'll be right up there with Jordan. It, it's hard to deny him at this point. Um, he's got more hair than Jordan. That's for that's he's for damn got a sure. Bit more. I don't know. Jordan, I think, Jordan shaved it quite I th- often. Yeah, I think LeBron got like a hair transplant, though, didn't he? He went to Bosley or something. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I believe he actually did. I, I saw some pictures online. That's about the extent of what I know about LeBron. Well, he's got, got the hair. money for it, that's yeah. for sure. And he's always super conscious of, of his uh, public perception. That, that's for sure, too. But uh, also, legacy finals for Kevin Durant. Uh, Kevin Durant, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. He's come so close so many times in the playoffs, in the finals, never won the championship. Kevin Durant needs to win this series. For his legacy, for his career, he's got to do it. He's a great player, multiple-time All-Star. I think he's been the MVP as well. 
but you are defined in basketball by your championships. That's what Jordan is defined by. That's what LeBron is trying to, you know, uh, catch up to Jordan with. He's defined by all players. Kobe is defined by his championships. Kevin Durant, you want to be elite? You want to be the greatest of the great? You got to win this series, and you got you you, you got to you got to hammer it down. You got to hammer it down. Uh, there's a history between LeBron and Kevin Durant. LeBron owns Kevin Durant every time they face each other. It's like uh, LeBron James just. Uh, Big brother, big, big ugh, I can't talk too much Corona. That's, that's all right, dude. Big brothers, right. this motherfucker, all the time trying to keep it clean. We're not, we're not gonna get the up. You're trying to keep it clean, goddamn ah, it. Fuck we, it. <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> oh, is that alcohol abuse? Yeah, that might be oh, alcohol no. abuse. All right, I'll keep it moving. All right, so like I said, Kevin Durant needs this. You know who else needs this, Ray? Um, motherfucking everybody. Steph Curry. Yeah. Because I'll tell you right now, Steph Curry blew it last year. Game seven of the finals, throwing behind the back passes to some jabroni in the front row. Steph Curry, what are you doing with the goddamn ball? This ain't the regular season. You got to take care of that shit. Game seven of the finals, you're throwing behind the back passes out of bounds. Get your shit together. All right. So Steph Curry, he needs this for redemption. He had an abysmal game seven last year. Steph Curry needs to get locked in. He's got to stop throwing the ball away. He's got to score some points or else LeBron James is going to get up in that ass again. So there's that. Uh, Cleveland, they're healthy this year, and they're looking pretty damn good. They, they made it through the East with relative ease. Not as easily as Golden State made it through the, the West, but uh, as long as Cleveland, Cleveland is healthy and rested, they're going to win some games in this finals, and uh, it's going to be close. Kevin Love has seemed to have found his place with the Cavaliers. This is the first year where Kevin Love, you know, he seems to be, you know, the, he, he's got his little spot, and uh, he's rebounding, he's scoring points, he's, he, he's locked in on three-pointers. If Kevin Love shows up to play, and this is another guy too that needs to step up because he, I don't know if he's a max player, meaning that he gets maximum money, but he gets a lot of fucking money, right? And he was a big time free agent. He needs to deliver in the playoffs. He can't just idly stand by and just jog up and down the floor like ain't nothing going on. He needs to rebound and he needs to score some fucking points. And that's where I stand on that. Uh, Golden State, they're not as deep as last year, but they're still potent as a motherfucker. They have no problem scoring 130. You got to be deep. You got to be potent. 120, 130 points on the regular without even trying. On the reg, dude. Uh, but, you know, if these guys are struggling, they're shooting bricks, uh, you know, from, from three-point three land, they're not going to win the fucking game. I'm telling you right now, they can't rebound. Uh, they're not tough on the inside. and uh, you, you don't know. want to tough on the inside. You got to be soft and... Silky on the inside. Soft as silky. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. And fleshy. And, and fleshy and bloody. And, and uh, pink. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so in seven games, a team needs. They're all pink on the inside. Needs a. Hell yeah. Quote, quote my dad. <laughs> in seven games, teams need a deep bench. I'm giving the bench to the Cavs. <laughs> the Cavaliers have a more more experience and uh, just just. Uh, Sorry, this is a serious topic. They're deeper on the bench. I'm I'm not betting this, but uh, uh, I, yeah, I forgot to give out my bets for UFC. Oh well, uh, uh, be smart and win some money. That's yes. my advice. Uh, you heard it here first. The official prediction for the NBA is uh, NBA Finals is Golden State in seven games. I'm sticking what I called before, unless the Cavaliers get tired and wear out sooner. Um, LeBron is prone to being a big baby sometimes. If things aren't going his way, he'll just kind of drift drift away and, and quit playing. But, I, I, man, if he does that like he did in Miami again, it's it's going to be kind of – they're going to they're gonna hate on him a lot. So 
And it, I don't know. Anyways, but I'm, here, here's another caveat that goes with it. If it does go seven games, you can't count LeBron James out. There's always a chance LeBron takes it to the next level and asserts his dominance like he did last year in Game 7. He's still the best player in the world, and we've seen Curry and Durant choke already in the playoffs before. They could choke again. LeBron could bring it. He's still the best, and he might just show it. Um, still got Golden State in seven games, but, uh, you know, let's let's see what happens. All right. You, you fucking... Heard it here first. Boom. Boom. Like a fucking bomb dropped in your ear. Eddie the Jerk laying down some fucking knowledge for all of you You got guys. a middle finger for me, Ray. And uh, so with that being said, let's throw out the goddamn middle fucking finger of the week. And as I said, we're going to spit some fucking venom today. Uh, Ray the Jerk is in a particularly venomous fucking uh, mindset right Dude. now. And so let's talk about this motherfucker uh his name is chris Kuzlow. fuck this guy uh he uh or uh guzzlow i believe actually and uh, i believe he might actually guzzle something so chris come guzzler so this guy's a 36 year old fucking dude uh and he would often drive around uh denver and he would do so on i don't know what do you think, like a motorcycle or maybe in like his vehicle or uh, maybe even a, a bicycle? No, wrong. This guy's on a fucking scooter, dude. You're 36 <laughs> fucking years old, dude. And you're riding around on a fucking razor scooter. What the fuck are you doing, dude? You're on a goddamn razor scooter. So that's your first fucking misstep, right? And so misstep number fucking two is... You've got a fucking glove that's got two to three inch fucking blades on it. You're oh, trying shit. to you're trying to be Freddy fucking Krueger. And yeah. you know what? I'm a whore fan through and through. But guess what, bro? You're not fucking Freddy Krueger. Hell no. You're some fucking weird fucking goth kid who never grew up. And that's really so that's really saying something coming from me because uh, I'm 33. And uh, yeah, I never really grew up either. And I love metal and shit. But God damn it. I don't walk around in fucking gloves with goddamn uh little razor blades on him. So, yeah, no shit. uh, so anyway, uh, aside from that, he would also, uh, sport what, uh, was described as a demonic clown makeup. So I know I've talked a little bit about, uh, some of the weird shit I'm into. So I'm not even gonna, I'm not going to hit him too hard on that, whatever, be an individual, but, uh, don't fucking do if you're in your thirties, you instantly have to get rid of your scooter. That's like the first fucking thing that has to happen when you. That's probably why he's killing people. He's mad that he's riding around this. Seriously, what the fuck is he doing? Painting his face so people don't recognize him. So it gets fucking worse, right? So, uh, so apparently, according to police, uh, recently he was uh, he was arguing with a homeless man uh, at uh, a place called Torchy's Tacos. Uh, this guy's name was Brian Lucero. He was 29 years old, and apparently the Brian Lucero, the homeless man, uh, threatened him and uh, tried to take his fucking scooter. <laughs> and, uh, that's like a hot button issue for him because uh, his scooter is his only friend. His fucking parents have been trying to take a scooter for like years yeah. and uh, he's just never letting it happen. So uh, and he also said uh, he also told him to uh, get out of my alley. So apparently this guy has like some sort of fucking mortgage on this goddamn oh, alley man. or something. Yeah. And uh, so apparently that didn't go all that well. There was a brawl between them uh, fisticuffs that 
I mean, maybe the base brawl was uh, haymakers. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what was a better fight. We don't have video footage of this brawl, but apparently the uh, fisticuffs were uh, engaged in this. And uh, from that, apparently uh, this guy fucking uh, guz, guz, uh, guzzling something. Uh, he stabbed <laughs> uh, Brian, Brian Lucero. Um, Ooh, and uh, so supposedly the uh, the question with this is is did the did the guy accidentally fall in the brawl fall down onto these two to three inch fucking spiked glove things and I mean I think the first problem is. I mean, if he wasn't wearing them, then that wouldn't fucking happen. You know what? I'm all about individual uh, individuality and people being able to, you know, be themselves and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, God damn it, man. If you're walking around in fucking, you know, Freddy Krueger, you know, budget <laughs> Freddy <laughs> Krueger gloves. Homemade Freddy Krueger gloves. They're, uh, there's probably a problem, you know, and also Freddy Krueger has like, I don't know, like eight or nine inch blades and you only got two to three. So, you know what, Mm, you know what, it's, it's, uh, I know it's not always about the size. It's about how you use it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, when you're in the two to three range, that's a little bit of a problem. So (laughs) I believe you have, uh, the micro penis equivalent of, uh, Freddy Krueger gloves. But, uh, so anyway, the, he was, he was arrested for this. So, uh, he is uh, currently in, uh, in jail. Um, and, uh, you know, apparently this is a, he was a weird dude. He was lonely. He was quiet. He was quote real strange. And, uh, those are all things that, you know, at some point could have probably described me as well, but I didn't go around fucking picking fights with goddamn homeless guys in alleys. So, yeah, um, making your own homemade penis or um, French gloves, <laughs> a micro penis gloves. So, uh, <laughs> and, uh, aside from this, this guy's fucking, uh, his Facebook page has got a bunch of Nazi propaganda oh, and, uh, shit. Big surprise there. Things like, I like sudden death movements, which is not to be confused with bowel movements. Yeah, it's always the guys with no friends that got all that Nazi shit going on. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, like, yeah, he he was lonely and quiet. Like, dude, you've just described what every neighbor said about every serial killer of all time. Like, they always say that. They're never like, yeah, we totally fucking knew. They're always like, yeah, we... It was only a matter of time till that serial killer got out. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, he, uh, he says things like I like sudden death movements when you almost just died and made it out of, a, uh, made it out of, uh, alive. And, uh, so yeah, this guy is, uh, he's pretty fucking, uh, he's a, he's a weird dude. He drives a scooter and he murders fucking, uh, homeless guys. And that sucks. Good dude's 29. He's fucking homeless. So I don't know what the fuck happened with him, but, uh, yeah. now he's fucking dead. But, um, I mean, the other thing with this that I want to, uh, I wanted to touch on was, uh, God damn it, he's probably a fucking ICP fan. I mean, there's no other fucking yeah, way around it. There is no other way around it. He definitely liked the Insane Clown Posse. He was definitely a juggalo, and he definitely... Did he hang- have a bottle of Fago? I believe he had uh, multiple bottles of Fago, and I believe he hung out with Juggalettes, and uh, Ooh, he had uh, trunks full of Fago and uh, cars full of fat chicks, and he was uh, often looking for uh, chickens. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, not, not VR chickens, but uh, yeah. Um, he was going chicken hunting, but not for VR chicken. So that was, uh, the, the extent of my, uh, ICP lyric knowledge. So, uh, with that being said, I wanted to tell a quick story about, um, a little time that I actually found myself at an insane clown posse, uh, show. So, uh, I will do that in one second here. So take a little chug of beer and then I'm going to give you the story. So Ray going to an ICP concert. Interesting. All right. So. As I've stated before, I've gone to many, many a show. I've gone to hundreds and hundreds of shows. I'm uh, I'm a big, big, big metal fan. I've been to so many shows I can't even fucking remember. And uh, a uh, a friend of mine, we had uh, we had 
basically made a little, uh, an agreement or whatever you want to call it, where I was going to take him to a show of my choosing and he was going to take me to a show of his choosing. And so my choice was, uh, this was about maybe 2011 or I think somewhere around there. And, uh, around this time, uh, one of my favorite artists is, uh, Dan Zagan. I mean, you can think what you think about him. Uh, he's definitely, um, not the most beloved person at this point. You know, he's kind of made some bad decisions, but really, uh, but, uh, anyway, uh, in 2011, he, uh, did what was a early version of what was to become the misfits reunion that uh, happened at riot fest last year, which was a huge deal, which I was at as well. Uh, but he had hooked up with uh, Doyle von Frankenstein who was in the original misfits, at least for you know a while, uh, guitar player. And they were doing a misfit set at, uh, Danzig shows. It was called Danzig legacy. And so I took him to that and it was in Chicago and, uh, he fucking loved it. Huge, huge fan. I mean, it was amazing. The fucking misfits fucking banner dropping and like the crowd just going fucking wild. Um, that breaking into all the original misfit songs. It was a really good time. And so anyway, uh, that's not the, uh, not the funny part. So anyway, I, uh, then his choice of course had to be, cause he's a huge, uh, juggalo or he was a huge juggalo. Uh, he, his choice was for me to see the insane clown posse. And I'd never seen them before. Uh, at one point Eddie and I had gone, uh, to see a, uh, JCW juggalo championship wrestling, uh, event, which, uh, I oh, actually yeah. had, uh, completely actually forgotten until Eddie actually told me that earlier, uh, today. So I'm not really sure why I forgot. <laughs> I was trying to remember if that was in my drug phase or not, or if I just blocked it out of my mind cause it was so terrible. But, uh, so anyway, I went to, uh, to go see the insane clown posse with him and we went uh, to a place in Milwaukee called the rave. And, uh, so we went there and, uh, you know, as I often do at shows, I'm doing some drinking and, uh, so I'm up at the bar I'm trying to get a drink and, uh, it's definitely a different crowd than I'm used to at normal metal shows, but you know, they're, they're, they're pretty cool. They're pretty nice, whatever. And, uh, so I go up and I get a drink and there is a, uh, a pregnant girl that is, uh, over at the bar. And of course she's drinking and, uh, she's, <laughs> she's got a, uh, she's got a hatchet man tattoo on her, um, starting to becoming sagging, uh, stretch mark laden breast. And, uh, Ew. so, uh, at this point, it's like a week old breast that's been <laughs> sitting in the kitchen. That you don't want to touch. I don't think don't it's, eat that I think it's more than a week old, but, uh, <laughs> so, uh, from this point, she decides that, uh, you know, she, we talk, we're talking a little bit, me and my buddy to her, and she decides that she's going to offer us, uh, some pot, uh, and, you know, we ask, you know, where, where do you have it? And she reaches into her, I think she had just a tank top on at this point. And she's also quite pregnant and oh, geez. she actually had a, uh, she had a hatchet man, uh, bowl that she actually had under her disgusting, pro- probably very sweaty, disgusting juggalette titty. So she pulled that out like right in front of the, the fucking bartender. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty fucking vile. So, uh, yeah, that was the first thing. And so, then the show starts and you know, whatever, there's a bunch of bands that, uh, are there with, uh, ICP and, um, you know, they perform and, uh, race it's in the background for the most part and, uh, tries to not interact with uh, much of what's going on and, uh, just does some drinking or whatever. And, uh, so then when the ICP comes out, they, uh, they do their whole set and their big thing is they, uh, they have lots of, lots of Fago, which is a, uh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know what it is, but it's like a fucking budget soda in the Midwest here. And so that's like one of their big things. And so they actually, they have like, literally they were getting full entire 
pallets of these two liters that were brought out on the stage and they were just like shaking them up and just like launching them into the crowd. And this is, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people here have not been at the rave, but, uh, we're in the upper level. And so there's like a giant domed ceiling. So it's quite high up and they're shaking these sodas up and they're launching them. I'm not sure if I was just really drunk, but I think they actually had like a soda launcher too. And, uh, so anyway, they're launching these things in the crowd, uh, through the whole fucking set, which probably was, I don't know, like, I don't know, maybe 24 straight hours. I don't think that's true, but it felt like it. So they're performing all these terrible, terrible rap songs. And, uh, you know, they're dressed like fucking fat fucking clowns from Michigan. And, uh, so they're launching these sodas out in the crowd and, uh, sodas getting everywhere. And so I, I basically just avoided, um, I stayed like literally back by the bar the whole time. And, uh, meanwhile, like everyone in the crowd is just getting soaked with these terrible, disgusting, like fake versions of like Coca-Cola and, uh, and Fanta and such. And so by the time that the show ends, there's literally, I would not, I was not even kidding. There's literally about two and a half to three inches of soda that is layering the entire floor in this fucking place. Like you cannot escape it. And so, uh, somehow I escape it by being far away at the bar where I'm drinking beer and such. And so, uh, anyway, then, uh, we, uh, my buddy comes out and he's, um, he's just soaked to the fucking bone. He literally had to take his shirt off and wring it out in like disgusting diet cola. Oh. Uh, Fago is coming out of his t-shirt and, uh, I'm like probably the only person that's walking out of this place. That's like, I look fucking pristine besides the fact that I'm shit faced. And so yeah. I don't have a drop of fucking soda on me. So, uh, as we're leaving, I'm getting, uh, basically chastised by the entire juggalo army about why I don't have not a single drop of Fago soda on me. And I, I'm not scared to tell them that I am not an ICB fan and that I basically just came with my friend and I'm hanging out really in the background. That, yes, of course you did. Of course I did because that's what I fucking do. I don't fucking pull no goddamn punches. So, uh, so yeah, anyway, uh, so I went to this ICP show and my buddy got soaked in fucking soda and I was the only motherfucker that didn't get a, not a single drop of soda on me. And I felt fucking great leaving out of that place, but I really didn't because I had all this shitty music in my head and I had to purge it out. So there it is the time that I went and saw the insane clown posse with my friend and I didn't like not a single fucking moment of it and I hated every bit of it. And so there it is. And with that being said, let's fucking go to break. We're going to come back and we got a lot of fucking fun topics. We're going to talk about Kathy Griffin. We're going to talk about our universal call out from last week. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, tech billionaires and the red pill or the blue pill and a whole hell of a lot more so stay tuned we'll see you on the flip side guys so
shit. Cue the fucking music. Somebody done fucked up, Ray. Uh, yeah, I think she did a little bit. Kathy Griffin. Tell us about it, Eddie. Getting big, fired. Big fucking story, man. Big story Huge of the week. Huge story this week. Getting fired from CNN. Yar. Fire. <laughs> I completely forgot about Kathy Griffin. I forgot she even existed. Until, Seriously, until this week. <laughs> let's let's talk about who knew she had a job with CNN. Let's talk about this shit. So Kathy Griffin. All right. So I knew she was a terrible, unfunny comedian. But yeah, what the fuck else did she did? Like, what did she did? What did she do? I don't fucking know. I tried to rack my brain. I have a pretty deep pop culture knowledge. I can't think of anything that Kathy Griffin has ever done of note. Somehow she's had like probably like a thirty fucking year career and. I can't name a single thing she's done, let alone something that was worthwhile. No, so quite the unremarkable career, if I may yeah. say so myself. Yes. But yeah, she posed with a bloody replica of a severed Trump Donald Trump head, our president elect. Whoa, I'm looking up I'm looking at her right now and yeah, her face does not emote very much. Uh We'll, we'll get to that later, but Eddie, give, yeah. give him the whole story. So I don't know why she did this. I don't know if CNN put her up to do this or somebody else, a rich billionaire somewhere else, put her up to do this. But um, she took it in her hands to go ahead and go through with it. And um, she's, in my opinion, she's perpetuating terrorism with a criminal act against a government official here. It's completely unnecessary. It's completely inappropriate. It's not because it's Trump. It's not because... Obama, not because of Hillary, not because of anybody. Nobody should have a picture of somebody holding their severed head. Um, apparently, Donald Trump's grandkids uh, saw the picture and actually started crying about it because they thought it was real. And, uh, you know, the, the, there's a lot of veterans out there that don't uh, are not accepting Kathy Griffin's apology. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Kathy Griffin either way. Yeah, I don't accept her apology. It's in bad taste. Um, I know she's trying to push the envelope, but you know, push the envelope, what watch it bend, but yeah, man, she went way over the edge here to me. This is what happens when mildly talented people become famous and try to stay relevant. Kathy Griffin is like the goofy aunt at a family party that tries so hard to be cool and funny, but really she's just so full of cringe. Yeah, you can't I'll help agree. but look I'll at her and that. just be like, Ugh. I will. I will agree with that. Get away from me, Kathy Griffin, please. Yeah, you know what? And she's basically stayed away from me. Uh, you know, I'm gonna say I have a slightly different opinion of this. Obviously, we know that uh, where Eddie the Jerk stands on uh, Donald Trump, and we know where uh, Ray the Jerk Can stands I keep on Donald Trump. Kathy Griffin. Uh, sure, go ahead. If go you were ever, if you were ever wondering what a less funny version of Joan Rivers looked like without all the facelifts, it's fucking Kathy Griffin. But let's keep in mind that. It's not all the facelifts. It's actually just less facelifts. So uh, from looking at her picture here, she's definitely oh, had, she's had a facelift. She's definitely had some sort oh, of plastic surgery. <laughs> it's not working out all that well for her. God damn it. Uh, get a refund. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely need to, uh, you know, definitely need to bring your receipt in and try to get a refund on that shit. But uh, I will say that, uh, I mean, I, I do believe, you know, Hey, this is political satire and maybe it's taken a bit too far, but um, yeah, I mean, you're the ple the president of the United States and I'm, you know, Obama and every president ever has, uh, had people, um, giving some sort of political, um, you know, comedy that maybe was a little off the cuff or a little, you know, a little too far. Maybe this was a bit much, but I think in the end it's free speech, but I think, and I think she should well, be, she I think she anything. should be there able to freedom of expression. All right. Here. So freedom of expression, but she should be able to do it. But at the same time, CNN should, you know, 
have the freedom to be able to fire her too. Absolutely. And, I, and I don't completely disagree with that. And not just because of this, just because why the fuck does Kathy Griffin work she, for yeah. CNN? <laughs> like what the fuck? What the fuck? I don't understand it. So yeah. I don't know if I'm more appalled at the picture of the fact that she was even employed in the first I'm place. I'm definitely more appalled by the fact that she was just employed in general. So yeah. <laughs> it's not so much about the, about the picture. Cause I'm not really offended by it. Uh, but it's more the fact that why the fuck does Kathy Griffin, Griffin still have any sort of job um, for any, you know, major news network, let alone, you know, like on a comedy network. Cause she definitely ain't goddamn she's funny and she's funny, never been yeah. funny. And uh, I've yeah, seen so. two of your standups in 1998. I maybe laughed once. Maybe if you're a little bit funnier, you could get away with this shit, but yeah. you know, you're not that. You're funny. definitely not that creative or funny. So uh, sorry. bye Kathy Griffin. You, See you later. You can't sit with us. And from yeah. the bottom of our hearts here, the jerk of all trades, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't think, really have much of a transition after that. No, that, that's all we have to say. So with that, you know, we've had a lot of vitriol and a lot of venom being spit this week. As I stated, uh, I, uh, normally I'm the, uh, the clear head on the show. I think Eddie might agree with that. I don't know. Do you agree with that, Eddie? It's, it's, it depends on the episode. Yeah. But, uh, it tends to vary every episode, but, uh, this week, not so much, but, uh, Earlier, I worked on getting a clear head, and Eddie worked on getting a clear head. I try and, to get uh, any head I can. I don't I, know about you. You know what? You took you took the blowjob <laughs> joke I was oh! going for, so it's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm I'm not that all. all I that thought you were serving me up. I, uh, yeah. I was yeah. like Bryce Harper, right? I had to swing at that. That's all right. That's all right. Like all the people that got uh, beaten by fucking baseball, baseball. bats uh, last week. So. <laughs> Uh, but so let's talk about, so last week we did the universal call out That's and right. we, we had the baseball bat thing where we called bats and then we had people being beaten to death by baseball bats and little kids with fucking autism, maybe, uh, in leg braces and shit. And, uh, I don't know. He had polio possibly. I don't even think polio exists anymore, but, uh, he was fucked up and he got hit in the face with a baseball bat. So, uh, we called out for the universe to stop being so goddamn vicious to all the people of the world. And, uh, so we picked our topics and we got our topic was Buddhism which was yeah. perfect perfect the complete antithesis this is uh, right up Ray's alley right this was uh completely opposite to what we uh the violence that we had because you know <laughs> buddhism is non-violence and so we had buddhism and so let's fucking talk about that and let's talk about uh what came of that so eddie want to yeah, hit him a little bit we got a couple stories this week about buddhism it's yeah. one of the world's most major religions as a rich history of philosophy psychology and metaphysics and interesting enough, the Dalai Lama says that the brain comes from consciousness. Yes, so absolutely. It's what what consciousness delivers to the brain. Yeah, you're, you're what what makes you human. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know the the world is very mathematical, and you know if you break it down to that level, like you know you're basically the experience that you you are having right now is this mathematical information that your brain is processing and then uh, projecting back out. And uh, you are basically creating this image of the world. And so uh, Buddhism is very rooted. Uh, obviously there's a lot of tenets of Buddhism, but uh, you know, one of those things is, is that your, you know, your mind creates the reality that you are experiencing and that via a bunch of different methods, uh, one of which being uh, sitting meditation and, uh, and mindfulness, you can basically start to kind of control that and you can kind of morph that and change that and, you know, basically change your reality. And so, you know, that's, you know, one of the major things of Buddhism. 
And so uh, we had we had a couple fun uh, Buddhism stories that came out this week, but uh, there's another uh, portion of this that came of it. So I'll let Eddie hit his uh, story that he found that kind of connected with him, and then I'll tell my my well, story. It wasn't that much of a story; it's just a background on uh, uh, Buddhism about silencing your mind, monkey. And uh, but it was it was about entrepreneurs who are basically oh, yeah, u- yeah, yeah. utilizing. Uh, utilizing meditation meditation and mindfulness to basically be able to uh, deal with a lot of the anxieties and the stresses that come from, you know, trying to do something the everyday grind to be an entrepreneur. Right. Right. Uh, you know, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to do a lot of things and you're trying to, you know, grow whatever business or whatever thing that you're trying to do, which we're doing here too. And uh, obviously there's a lot of stresses and anxieties and such with that yeah. and apprehensions. And so you can basically use mindfulness to kind of see what's going on in your brain and you can kind of, you know, control that a bit more and be able to deal with those things better. And so I think you can do that, you know, as an entrepreneur, but you can do that really as anyone. Yeah. Even without being an entrepreneur, practicing quiet meditation, Yes, 15 minutes a day, if you got it every day to sit in a dark, quiet room uh, and just uh, clear your mind, clear your mind, embrace the quiet, embrace, you know, so few people do it. Yeah. So few people do it. And you, know? you will come out refreshed, feeling good. Me and Ray actually uh, meditated today. Yes, for which we minutes. will we will definitely be hitting yeah, we'll, we'll hit and talking later, about that. Coming out of it, I felt like I'd just taken a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I was awake the whole time, obviously, but if it felt good and if I felt refreshed. Yeah, that's that. one of the big things with meditation for me is that so you have your everyday waking reality and what you experience every day. And even if you don't fully realize it, and I think a lot of people do, but I mean it's very mentally taxing. You know, you constantly have this stimuli that's like coming at you from all directions and you have, you know, the way that your brain, like I talked about the way your brain processes this information. And so you have all of these things that you are consciously, you got got your wife, you got your kids, you got bills, you got this, whatever, whatever you have traffic, you know, just everything. Right. It, it It wears down on you, but, uh, you have those things that you are aware that you are like, basically all these things are happening around you and you choose what to dial in on. And there are still all of these other things that make it into your subconscious mind and you don't realize that. And so your brain, your body, your spirit, your soul really gets weighed down by all of that stuff. And so uh, basically what meditation does is it really like as you you're not sleeping, you're not awake fully. I mean, you are, but it's this weird bridge world between those two realities. And so, um, you know, I, I get a little bit into the, uh, into the dream stuff and the, uh, you know, the, um, you know, delving into all the symbolism and such of my dreams. And, uh, so, you know, I, I totally get how that allows you to kind of deal with some of that, but this is kind of a, a different type of thing, you know, like, uh, lucid dreaming is something that I'm, I'm very into. Uh, but this is like that, but kind of different in that you're still more aware. And as you sit more and you do more meditation, you become more aware of your monkey mind and the way that that works and how you can, you know, hopefully start to control that and start to like, not let these thoughts and things that, um, you know, affect you, affect you as much. And so the more that you do it, the more, um, the more aware of the world and the way that it works and the more you can appreciate the good things in the world, or at least that's the way that I look at it. So, sure. yeah. And I read a quote here that says for Buddhism, people are disturbed, not by events, but by the way, by the view they take 
of of them. A hundred hundred percent. So so it's not what what's happening to you. It's, it's how your you perception. Perceive, yeah, how you perceive it happening. Absolutely. So the the human mind is a very very funny thing, and it chooses to you know, have a certain experience and remember things in a certain way. And if you went back and you actually saw the way that it actually played out, you would see that it's not quite what you remember it being. You know, it's like the way that, you know, you may think that people think a certain way of you and they have a certain perception of you. And, uh, you know, you become very anxiety ridden about that. And then you really realize, you know, who cares? most people think of about themselves and their own experiences so much more than they think about you. And the percentage they think about you is just much, much more minuscule than the yeah. amount that you think about yourself. And it's really just you allowing your own perception of your reality to drag you down and in meditation um, allows you to be able to handle that. It releases it uh, quite a bit better. Uh, the uh, So I wanted to talk about this story that I had was uh, there is uh, basically in, uh, I believe this is in, is this in Thailand? I think this is in Thailand, but uh, there is, uh, yeah, it's in Thailand. They are actually uh, installing a speed limit monk in uh, vehicles. And the, the goal of this is to keep people more mindful of, you know, they're driving and hopefully start to save life, slow down, drive a little bit more safely yeah. uh, because they're seeing this, you know, this Buddhist monk that they worship. And uh, it actually, uh, it plays like a, a little, uh, a little jingle jangle uh, preaching voice thing. When you're driving too fast. Right. So uh, I, I thought that was like an interesting, you know, I, I can't imagine what would happen here if we had like a little fucking uh, uh, a buddy Jesus there. Uh, I tell you right now, if I had a little Kathy Griffin sitting on my dashboard and she had to tell a joke every time I was driving too fast, I would drive the speed limit immediately. I might actually drive off a fucking <laughs> yeah. cliff. So <laughs> I that might, might just not get be a head on collision. Just end it all. That, uh, if I have to hear one more shitty Kathy Griffin joke, it's over. Yeah. So, uh, so as we said, uh, so I, as I've stated on the podcast before and, uh, so I've, I've been into this type of stuff for uh, quite a number of years and I have meditated, um, probably thousands and thousands of hours by this point. And, uh, so it's definitely not a new experience for me. Uh, Eddie, um, I think, uh, can you, can you confirm, have you had, you know, I know we did the flow tank. What, what kind of experience yeah. do you have with meditation aside from that? I've tried to meditate, uh, a couple years ago and I'm just not very good at it. My monkey mind is all over the place. Kind of similar to when, when I was in the float tank, uh, early on how my mind was just like, just in constant motion. I couldn't control it. I couldn't get it to quiet down. Today, actually, I was able to get it to quiet down quite a bit, um, more so than I've... I don't know if it's because of the blindfold and the head, uh, the earplugs. Wait, I got you in the right mindset, and I, I definitely guided you a bit. So instead of I doing... I think it might have been the pillow. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it, it helps, for it sure. It helped. It helped me a lot. I think that... Uh, so we actually did not do mindfulness. Uh, what we actually... So I started on uh, basically a form of transcendental meditation. I find that having a mantra is a good intro rather than like watching the breath or, uh, like I have done, uh, like loving kindness, uh, meditation. I've done a lot of different types of meditation, uh, Vipsana. Uh, but I find that mantra, med mantra based meditation is, it really gives you like a, um, a core thing to go back to. And so I, uh, I gave Eddie, uh, a mantra to go back to. And so I'm sure that that definitely helped. Oh yeah. Um, and I think too, that the fact that like, no matter what. So when I meditate, I mean, even after thousands of hours, when I meditate, a lot of times I'm like, 
I think of all these reasons why I need to stop meditating and I need to like get this done or I need to get that done or whatever it might be. And so when you're really like forced to like, you have got to do it. Like there was no way that I was not going to sit there for 30 minutes. Cause I had to sit there for 30 minutes. Eddie was doing it and it was going to be part of the podcast. So I had to do it. And so when you're really like, you have no other choice and you break past, um, you know, that level where your mind is just a fucking mess and, you start to get to those good levels and you come out of it and you just feel so much better. And Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to try to go five minutes a day, baby steps, five five minutes yes. a day, every day, just to Make see a if practice I can get there. Of, make a practice of it. That's a big thing of it too is um, even, you know, obviously the meditation itself is helpful, but just having like a ritual and a thing that you're doing that you're focusing on is really, really important. And, you know, whatever it might be, uh, it definitely is helpful and so I uh, want like, what kind of experiences can you tell them about? And then I'll tell them a little bit about my experience from today. Oh, from today? Yes. Um, I just had overall good feelings after nothing too much during, it was just me repeating the mantra and pretty much thinking about how awesome our podcast was going to be today. But uh, yeah, after it was all over with, I felt good, man. I felt good. It felt like I had taken a nap, even though like I was wide awake the whole time. Uh, it really eased my mind, calmed my mind, got me in the right place actually for the podcast, yeah. to be yeah. honest with you. And um, when I came up out of that, it was hard to stand up. <laughs> Coming out of there, I was in half yeah, half yeah. Uh, Lotus. Half Lotus, I yes. was in half Lotus. My ankle was killing me after the 30 minutes, so I'm going to dial it down a little bit if I do it at home. But uh, it, it was cool. It was definitely cool, and it's something I want to continue on with to see awesome. if I can reach the levels that you'd reached uh, today. Yeah, and you know what? I and, and from that, I want to say, so, you know, as I said, I've done it a lot, and uh, I, obviously – I'm and maybe not obvious to you, but uh, the listener here, but um, I'm not an expert, nor do I claim to be an expert. There are monks and, you know, just whatever people that spend their entire lifetimes in sitting meditation to try to reach enlightenment. And I'm goddamn not enlightened and I'm nowhere near it. But um, I've had a lot of really, really bizarre and interesting experiences doing meditation. I've had a lot of really, really awesome and blissful, fucking happy experiences doing meditation. And I've had a lot of just like fucking bad, what I would, you know, and that's a label that I put on it, but you know, a, a bad experience, um, you really? know, much like psychedelics, you know, I come out sometimes and I'm like, man, that was a fucking wreck, dude. Damn. Like I spent 25, 30 minutes and like, it feels like a wreck. Like I feel like a wreck, you know, I don't walked out feeling shittier than, uh, no, no, I, I don't think, I, I don't think that's it. But I mean, I think that that's important because just like psychedelics, when I talked about the bad trips, it's that same type of thing where, you know, it's not a bad meditation. If you just do it, that's the big thing that I always tell people when mm. I talk about meditation is that, yeah. um, you know, they're like, Oh, I'm not a good meditator or, you know, whatever, whatever. And it's like, dude, if you are meditating, you are doing well. Like it's all about the practice itself. And if you're placing some sort of expectations on it, then you're actually kind of missing the point of meditation. But um, anyway, like I said, I've had some really, really bizarre experiences. So um, I thought I would talk a little bit about uh, my experience today. So uh, we did 30 minutes. Uh, normally what I do is about 20 to 25 minutes. Um, and beyond that is honestly, it starts to get a bit tough. 25 minutes I found is a pretty good sweet spot for me. Uh, but anyway, we did 30 today. And uh, so, yeah, things have been kind of crazy in my life right now. And so, uh, so uh, you know, I uh, I meditated. It was uh, actually a different place than I normally meditate. I have uh, in our podcast room here, I have a whole uh, little uh, 
kind of ritual uh, meditation table with a, a bunch of uh, accoutrements and stuff and things that really inspire me that get me in the right place of mind or uh, the the right frame of mind to meditate, uh, incense, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, some uh, I got a Buddha statue, uh, Kali. I've got a bunch of stuff on there. Uh, but anyway, I meditated uh, in a different room today because I wanted to let Eddie uh, kind of have that experience down here. So, um, so I started meditating, and uh, one big thing that I get a lot, and I talked about this on the float tank thing. Uh, I had I get these like kind of energy or electrical charges that kind of go through my body, and uh, it's like this tension that's like built up in my body, and it's just like these like kind of like electrical shock waves that kind of go through my body, and um, it kind of causes my body to to twitch and uh, my muscles to spasm a bit, and uh, I just feel this really crazy, like energy going through me. And, uh, so that'll go on for, I mean, I don't really know cause time kind of ceases to exist a little bit in, uh, in the meditation world. And so they go on for, you know, whatever. And then eventually they like subside and I kind of start to like, feel like I'm going into the next level, I guess would be the best way to describe it. And I feel like, uh, I feel like, you know, more calm or whatever. And hopefully like my, my thoughts subside a little bit more. And, um, you know, I keep going back to my mantra and all these thoughts are going through my head and maybe like I find myself chasing them a bit and eventually they just like, you know, I, I kind of see that and I kind of like gently go back to my mantra and eventually they go away and it's like the next thing. And it really makes you aware of like what's going on in your brain every day that you just don't realize. And so, uh, so anyway, you know, I, I, I had that happening a lot. And, uh, so a little bit later on in the experience, um, I basically, so everyone has this and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, depending on what you're into, maybe this might sound a little crazy, but you know, you have that voice inside of your head, which is you, but it's not you. And, uh, it kind of talks to you in the third person. And, uh, so this, this thing kind of talked to me in the third person, but in a much different way that I was, I'm more aware of, um, than normal. And, you know, basically said like, you are going to reach a different level today and, uh, and don't be scared and just Hell accept yeah. it. And just like, you know, that was like, actually me, uh, telekinetically speaking. Yeah, it's very, it's sure. very possible. We're all, we're all connected. <laughs> we're all made of the same shit. So it's possible. So, uh, so, you know, I, I heard it and you know, whatever I just, you know, I tried to not attach to it too much, whatever. You took it in and took it for what it was. Absolutely. And, uh, so towards the end of the meditation session, you know, I had the, the kind of electrical car, uh, charge thing going on in my body and, uh, it was pretty intense. And, uh, so anyway, it, uh, it finally just subsided. And all of a sudden I just like, like not my conscious mind. I just felt my head like move upward towards the sky. And I, my head actually did move upward. And it was like, I was being like, dr my head was being drawn up into the stratosphere, into the cosmos. And, uh, my head, you know, was pointed completely up and all of a sudden, like, like this weight, like I felt like there was this like giant weight on me. And I just like literally felt it like, just like, if you just like, you know, you were fucking wearing some clothes and they just like, they were super heavy and they had a bunch of weight on it. And you just like, you detach them and they just like fell to the ground. Like I just felt that feeling come through my body. And there was just this like calm that just came over me. Like weightlessness. Yes, absolutely. And the, it just dropped and my head just became like a balloon. And I just felt myself just like floating in the fucking stratosphere, like, um, just becoming one with everything around me. 
And um, th- this lasted for, honestly, at this point, I'm not sure, because like I said, there was no fucking time in this. And it was just like, just an amazing, amazing feeling. And then that's pretty damn I cool. said, uh, I set a timer. I've got a meditation timer on my phone and, uh, and it rang. And like, as it rang once again, subconsciously, like not like aware of doing it, like my head just like from going like at full tilt up, just went full tilt down and my chin just like came down to my chest. And I just like, I fell down and uh, I, I gave it like 30 seconds to just like, just allow that fucking awesome, awesome energy to be going through me. And then it was done. I opened my eyes and I came back into reality. And um, yeah, so that's at, what we're striving for, Ray. We're trying to get on that level. Absolutely. So, you know what? And, and once again, I want to state that it's not about that experience. Like if I attach myself to that and the next time I meditate, I'm like, man, I want to get that feeling again. Then I've lost, I've lost track of why I'm meditating um, because I don't want to do that because, you know, like you said, it's uh, it's not the actual experiences. It's your interpretation of the experiences. And if you are interpreting things as negative or positive, like you are placing a label on it and nothing is inherently positive or negative. And so you just need to, you know, step off that a little bit. And uh, yeah. so Absolutely. Good times. Yes, new experiences yes. here on the Jerk of All Trades podcast. You learn something new every week. So, you know, after all this meditation talk, Let's try to figure out whether or not we're living in a computer simulation up in this bitch. Oh, my God. Ray, you want to take this one? Uh, yeah, Tech sure. Tech billionaires? Yes. Ab- this is Shit's about to get crazy. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, this is this is absolutely fucking bananas. So uh, apparently there is, uh, there's a couple of billionaires in uh, Silicon Valley. Um, I'll, I'll just kind of read this quote. Uh, Many people in Silicon Valley have become obsessed with this simulation hypothesis, the argument that what we experience as reality is in fact fabricated in a computer. Two tech billionaires have gone so far as to secretly engage scientists to work on breaking us out of the simulation. So these fucking billionaires are hiring scientists yes. to figure out if this is all a work. Right. Is <laughs> is goddamn life a work? And uh I think the more drugs you take and the more meditation you do, you start to realize that it is more of a work. Yeah. And so I can't say I'm probably as blown away as uh as others might be with this. And uh in in the end. So if we break out of the simulation, where do we go? I mean, that's a big thing of this is that, um, you know, what if like, let's say this information is accurate and like, that's what life is. Life is a computer simulation. Like if that reality becomes known and aware, like what sort of just absolutely like crippling, crippling impact does that have on the world? Right. Like I think in the article, they talk a lot about like the evil supervillain who like, and, uh, who wants to basically, you know, fucking you know, change the world or, you know, whatever in his own twisted way. And so they kind of liken it to that. Uh, but I, I mean, I get it, you know, like the, these people have a lot of money and obviously they have a lot of knowledge and a lot of power. And so they don't agree with the current paradigm and like what's being given to us. And I think that, I mean, that's not surprising because honestly, neither do I, but, um, you know, what kind of impact does that have on the world? If people that are totally not prepared for that type of information, I, you know, I've heard people many times say, well, why don't we just give all the world leaders, you know, LSD or whatever, and like, you know, flip their fucking script. And, um, I mean, there's just, there are people who are just not ready for that sort of, uh, impactful information. And I'm not happened to all the religious people. All the people Whoa. that believe in Whoa. Jesus, yes, that's that God created everything. 
find out that a fucking computer created all this shit. Right, right. Absolutely. Like that. I mean, that would be absolutely fucking mind blowing for them. And I, and I honestly don't know how they would react to People that. People are going to freak out. And I, and I think that I'm not saying that, you know, everything if is, if it's correct. Right. And we don't know. None, none of us really know, There's but still only questions. Um, I think that, um, my, my big thing with this is that, um, so I don't think the world is fucking perfect right now or a far fucking cry from it. But at the same time, I think that religion is a, an important thing for a lot of people and it's how they deal with the reality of this world and um, to forcibly, you know, make them not be able to have that anymore um, is honestly, I mean, it's, it, it is a bit selfish, honestly. Like, I mean, I get it, you know, it's, you know, you, you want to, you want to know that, I mean, we're all here in this world and nobody really knows why we're here. And you want to, you want to know, you want to know why. And, uh, yeah. you, th- I mean, that's, you know, the meaning of life. God damn it. Like why the fuck are we here? What the fuck does any of this mean? How like, did this happen? It's definitely not just to make a bunch of fucking like, you know, fucking paper money or n- at this point, it's not even fucking paper yeah. money. It's just a fucking, num- just a fucking number. Like that's not what it's about. Um, what is it really about? And I get it. Like they have all of that. They have so much of that. They don't know what to do with. And th- the biggest thing is like, what is reality? What is this? What is this world? And they want to kind of try to answer that. And so they're like putting their money towards that. Uh, there's uh there's strong speculation that one of these people is Elon Musk. So we know you're fucking game dude, but <laughs> Um, One of the interesting quotes that I saw in here was that the fate of the world would be in the hands of programmers to keep or destroy as they wish. That's pretty crazy. But my question is, who says... Is that the goddamn hackers? Oh, man. Who says this isn't the case already? If if we're already living in a computer simulation, who's pressing the goddamn buttons? Right, right. And why can't we get more followers on Instagram? Yes. (laughs) uh, Programmers, if this is in fact real... Can you give Look us, us up, quite man. a bit more followers and more downloads and more on the downloads, fucking podcast? Please. So, yeah. yeah, and more, yeah. and more, more, a little bit more of everything, more love, and yes. um, you know, more good people. Absolutely, there was some vitriol and venom, but uh, there's a lot of love too. So we uh, we love we love all of our listeners. You here. Gotta have that yin, and you gotta have that yang. We love all the listeners. We love uh, we love life, and uh, so uh, I think w- with that being said, uh, let's uh, let's hit some social media and let's go to break, Absolutely. and we'll come back with our final segment. You so. know, guys, we're on that Eddie. iTunes, we're on that Stitcher. Please, 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 iTunes, give us that review. Give Computer us computer programmers, rating. please make it happen. Yeah, if you can hack into that shit, we appreciate it. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. We're on there, Jerk of All Trades. You can't miss us. Just look for us and you'll find us. Uh, Jerk of All Trades podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up. Uh, we reply quickly. Any questions, comments, or things you want to talk about, we're here for you. Um, joatpodcast.com. We have yeah. all the podcast archives, same as iTunes and Stitcher. You can find all the old episodes there. Um, let me take a look here. We got the uh, follow, like, rate, comment, and, and subscribe. You can do that on the website. You can do that on iTunes. Uh, you can do that on Stitcher. You can do that just about anywhere. Contact us on social media. Contact us on Gmail. We will holla back. Holla, holla back, y'all.
Jerk of All Trades podcast. Episode 11. 11. 11, 11, 1, 1, 1, 1. We love you guys. Thanks yes. for sticking with us. And, uh, you know. Final segment. Final segment of the day. I had a veg- vegetarian entree today. Yes, you did. The first. For I, dinner tonight. I believe I joked that it was the first time that Eddie has ever had a meal in which another living being did not have to die for. It just so. might have been. <laughs> And uh, and I fucking loved it. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie actually really liked it. So uh, it's fucking delicious. You know, I, I've I've dropped that uh, I am a vegetarian, and I don't say that to be a hipster. Um, it's just, uh, it's not something I've done for a super long time. I've wanted to do it for a long time, and I've been doing it for probably about six months now. And uh, you know, aside from the sushi, which actually doesn't make me a vegetarian, but I only very occasionally have that. But but now uh, we have science. We have fucking science. So, uh, I mean, first we'll talk about, uh, so uh, we had, uh, what I, what I like to call Doritos, Locos, taco salad, uh, which is basically, uh, it's definitely not healthy, but, uh, it's like lettuce, tomato, um, Doritos, uh, and a Western dressing and, uh, also throw, uh, instead of meat, uh, we normally do it with, uh, lentils, uh, lentils with uh, taco seasoning. So, um, Eddie had it and he was very apprehensive of it. He was considering eating a (laughs) pepperoni pizza and, uh, he had it and, uh, he fucking loved it. And not only did he love it, uh, he actually went back. He went back for seconds. I couldn't couldn't help it. I believe he actually said it was the best taco salad he ever had. So It um, it is proof positive that you can eat a meal and it doesn't have to have meat and you can still enjoy it. And as science moves forward, we've got more meat uh, based products that are not meat and they taste like meat. And so let's fucking talk about the, uh, the new fucking, uh, it's the veggie. So veggie burgers, you know what? They're definitely, I've had many burger in my life. There's not a veggie burger out there. There's some black bean burgers that taste good, but they don't taste like burgers. Uh, there is a veggie burger out there that I actually have not tried yet. Uh, it is, uh, it's by a company called impossible foods of Redwood uh, city. And, uh, it's basically it's a veggie based burger. It's a it's a genetically modified, uh, you know, uh, veggie soy based product. Mm. And uh, the crazy thing about it is that it actually bleeds. It doesn't that is actually weird. bleed, but uh, it's you know it's got uh, you know it, you you press on it and it's got some you know blood juices? juices that like come out of this thing. And apparently it's uh, it's very well uh, reviewed. A lot of uh, there's some like fancy ass restaurants around the country that actually are serving this thing already, and uh, people are really liking it. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about that. So yeah, I mean uh, I'm all about it if it tastes good. I'm all about that taste. Everybody knows that by now. Uh, people want greater oversight by the government. You know, make sure it doesn't get sick. Yeah. How does it metabolize in the body? Um, you know, a lot of questions about GMOs and like, are they, are they healthy for people? Are they not healthy for people? I don't think there's enough information out there. And I think people are very, very uninformed about it. And, uh, you know, you've got companies like Monsanto out there that, uh, do a lot of really, really shitty things too. So, um, that definitely doesn't help the cause either. So, yeah, well, GMO is headed in a different direction with this. Yeah. You know, this is turning into burgers, turning in, I don't know if they're going to try chicken, I don't know if they're going to try other meats, you know, simulation meats out there, but uh, I'm down to try it. And uh, I'm not a, the hugest fan of soy, you know. I but, love my uh, tofu. I'll tell you what, I like tofu yeah, a lot. It's, I mean, if it's, it's cooked right, you get the water out of it, you brown it up good. It's fucking awesome. I, just give me my the taco salad with the uh, Doritos. Dorito with the, with, taco with salad. The, with the lentils, but yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, real quick, I just want to talk about my, Monsanto. Is uh, there's a lot of a uh, lot of issues with that company. I watched a whole documentary where uh, they basically talk about how they basically patent uh, a particular uh, seed type, and uh, they will put their field 
fields next to other farmers. And, uh, you know, there's going to be some crossbreeding going on. And then what happens is, is that that ends up in the farmers, uh, you know, whatever their, their fields are. And then they basically are like, Hey, like we want, we want some sort of scientific evidence that you are not using our, you know, patented, uh, patented stuff. And, yeah. um, obviously, you know, it crossbreeds and then, uh, they basically, um, they put these fucking farmers out of business. So there's a lot of fucked up things that they do beyond that, but yeah, I don't um, agree with that. Either. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, I think in the end, I think, you know, there's still a lot of questions about, uh, genetically modified stuff, but I think here's the big thing is that, um, there are people in the world that are starving right now that are, you know, not being fed, you know, due to a, a large number of reasons. And I think that, you know, GMO may be a good way to be able to feed more people in this world. Um, there's a lot, a lot of information out there about the beef industry and how impactful that is on the oh, world. Yeah, you know, um, the cows got to be happy about this. Uh, shit. <laughs> cows are being bred to be slaughtered, and uh, there is a lot of global impact that they're having. Uh, their fucking farts are like uh, a big, big uh, thing in the climate change game. Jeez. And there's going to be more of them now. Too. There's a there's a very uh, very interesting documentary called. Cowspiracy, and uh, it really breaks down like the amount of energy and water and everything that is required to basically take care of cows so people can have meat. So, like, what if we end up with meat products that are created in a lab and we don't have to have any suffering of animals? We don't have to put VR headsets on the goddamn cows. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That hasn't VR happened cows. yet. We got VR chickens coming, but we don't have VR cows yet. And uh, what if we don't have to do that? And you can get a burger or you can get whatever thing it is that you really, really like, but you don't have to murder another living being for that to happen. Hell yeah. I mean, are you okay with that? And I, I mean, I would hope most people would be, but I think there's like this primal urge in people to like, you know, they want to, you know, they want death to say, you know, satiate them. And, and I think that, it's kind of fucked up, right? Like sure. So impossible foods. You're changing the game. Yeah. You get a thumbs up from Eddie the Jerk. All right. You get a thumbs up from Ray the Jerk too. So. As long as you don't put stem cells in beer, I'm don't okay. Don't fucking do it. Don't but do it. But speaking of beer, I wish I could get a goddamn beer at Taco Bell, and now yes. I can. Yes, finally. Taco Bell has opened up 300 more cantina style restaurants. To which my bullet point says, "Hell yeah." Yeah. Obviously, there's not going to be a drive-through. You got to walk up in that bitch and uh, you know sit down and order like you would at a regular restaurant. Uh, they, they do have digital menu boards and tablet-style ordering. I believe uh, the Float Tank, uh, Float Milwaukee, had tablet-style yeah. ordering as well. Yeah. Um. Very, very modern. Very, very new and nice looking. Uh. They're going to be serving up beer and mixed drinks. Three hundred locations are looking to uh, create oh, yes. this deal. I'm sorry, yeah, and yeah. they already have some open now in Chicago, yeah, San Francisco, yeah, some of the bigger cities. So, um, yeah, so they're they're testing it out, and apparently it's working out for them. Yeah, yeah, Taco Bell has definitely been uh, because who hasn't gotten drunk, and then about two thirty three in the morning, you're driving home and you see that Taco Bell, you know you got to stop. Alcohol and talk ta- and Taco Bell is like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, it ca- it can't be beat. It's the yeah. best. Yes. So I mean, Taco what if Bell, you can get more alcohol? <laughs> Taco Bell, you're onto something here. This is a smart move. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to try out one of these cantina stuff. Maybe we'll go to Chicago one day and do a podcast about it with yeah. this cantina style restaurant. Yeah, that would be fucking cool. Get man. a margarita, pina colada. That's what pina they're serving pa- up. Here. If you like pina, pina coladas, coladas, and I don't know the rest of the words. Ow! So yeah. Whoa. Hell yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. 
we can we can do that and uh, yeah. we we could we could uh wicka, wicka, wicka. <laughs> slim shady Dude. uh yeah so uh taco bell has really really been stepping up their game uh they have been one of the uh, the companies that's really done a lot of interesting stuff we talked about uh wendy's like getting fucking hardcore on their fucking social media taco bell has been doing that they've really been looking to change their image if you look at a lot of their uh their uh the restaurants and stuff they've really they've updated them quite a bit and uh, i'll tell you what as uh as a person who's not eating meat uh, i don't have a lot of fast food uh options out there and taco bell is one of them they have Fuck multiple yeah. things that i can eat there that don't have meat in them and it's um, delicious and uh, if you're a meat eater they have a bunch of weird ass shit like they have fucking taco fucking shells that are made out of uh fried chicken. fried chicken naked chicken chalupa delicious uh, i now, fucking love it now they have uh fucking uh doritos looking chip things oh, that I are actually fucking those. chicken nugget things yeah so, i saw that uh yeah they basically what taco bell does is they just like come up with these really absurd <laughs> fucking this is actually serious i actually heard something like they they come up with these absurd food products and they basically put them out there into the marketplace without really test marketing them all that much and see what people think and And if it goes really well then they keep them and if it doesn't then they fucking move on so uh yeah taco bell's uh is changing the fucking fast food game and uh, big up for them yeah fuck yeah i agree ray more cantina restaurants opening up coming to a neighborhood near you uh, you see that cantina Taco Bell open up? Stop in there. Check it out. You know, have a beer, have a margarita, and just kick back and have some Taco Bell and have a drink. Yeah. So, yeah, very, very fucking cool. You know what? Uh, take it. Uh, you know what would actually, uh, you know what would be cool? What's that? If motherfucking, and we talked about him a lot. Hell yeah. Mr. Mark Zuckerberg went to Taco Bell and had a fucking beer with us. Hell so, yeah. So Mark let's, Zuckerberg. Let's talk about fucking Mark Zuckerberg and the fact that he supports uh universal basic income so we talked a little bit about that before canada is yeah. making it happen uh finland's making it happen so uh eddie uh tell me what you think about universal uh, basic income so. yeah well you know he recently had a speech about it in which he stated he supported it it would alleviate the income inequality uh between the middle class very much class, which the is a great divide right now uh well maybe not so much the upper class but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, the uppercut i think <laughs> but uh, one of the funnier <laughs> quotes uh, i've seen on here is that it gives you financial security before the robots take away all of our jobs and that's the uppercut thing right <laughs> yeah. there you're getting a motherfucking robot i'm uppercut. telling you right now if i lose my job <laughs> to a robot <laughs> Is getting that bus driver get, uppercut all Get day, ready, robots. God damn it. I don't so. care if you can beat me in chess. I don't, I don't care. care if you beat me in go. I don't even know how to play yeah, it. But. I don't care if you try to give me a blowjob. You take my job, you're getting an uppercut. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's just the way it is. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> They actually tried this in Finland, and um, they randomly select the country, Finland. They randomly select uh, Finland. citizens to receive $600 to $2,000 every month. So on a random selection in Finland, they're giving money away to to their citizens. Uh, not quite sure how that's working out yet. Canada, obviously, we talked about that. And uh, on the other side of things, uh, Switzerland actually voted down the referendum last voted year it down. to provide basic in- income to citizens. So not everybody's a fan. Obviously, nothing. It says universal income on the name, but it's not going to be universally. Liked not quite by yet. Not quite everybody. yet. So you know, it's a work in progress. They say experts are critical of Mark Zuckerberg, but you know what I say? Guess what? Experts were critical of Christopher Columbus, too, and they told him the earth was flat. Look at us now, bitch! 
Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> do the damn thing. And we're don't cl- listen to nobody. We're <laughs> changing the game each and every week. We are hundreds of years later, and there are still goddamn flat earthers out there. There are people that still think the fucking earth that is, is flat. There are susceptible, dumb, <laughs> and they're more expert than we are. Dumb motherfuckers out there because they went online and they think they fucking know everything. And you know what? I fucking read a lot of information online, and it doesn't mean that I think that I'm a goddamn expert. I'm just a jerk of all trades, and I know a little bit about a lot of things, and Eddie knows a little Fuck bit yeah. about a lot of things it's always when you're on the cusp of changing the game people want to try yeah. to shoot you down so i'll tell you what i you know i've i've talked about it before and i love the idea of universal basic income mark zuckerberg basically talks about the fact that this is basically going to alleviate people from doing these fucking grind fucking jobs the fucking the hamster wheel fucking bullshit and instead you can put that energy towards something more impactful, more positive, and do something bigger, better, and greater for the fucking world. Hell like yeah. have a goddamn podcast that called the Jerk of All Trades podcast. But don't do that because that is our podcast. But seriously, I think it's fucking awesome. And I think that, God damn it, I want more of my money instead of going towards fucking billion dollar fucking fighter jets to go into other fucking lands and fucking take their shit uh that inevitably fucking fail. Let's fucking redistribute that people or that money back to the fucking people of this fucking nation. Let's give them a fucking chance to live in this fucking world and not have to worry about the basic necessities. No one is saying let's make everyone a goddamn millionaire, but we have the federal reserve, so we could definitely do that. But let's fucking let's take some of that fucking stress and anxiety off of people, fix a lot of things, including fucking mental health issues and just give people a chance to live and not be constantly stressed. How the fuck are they going to feed their families? How are they going to keep a roof over their head? Let's take that off their plates and let's allow good people to have some fucking free time to be able to make the world a better place. Mark Zuckerberg, you know what? We've had our issues before with Facebook. We've had our issues with you, but you know what? With this being said, I love it and I love you for supporting it. And God damn it, you're you never fucking know, you're man. good in my books. So. You never know when Google yeah. buys out Facebook in the next fifteen years and they uh, appoint Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> the president of Google government. Let's get maybe, ready. Maybe uh, they will approve of this universal there, income for all the citizens of Google government. There are some experts out there that are talking about within fifty years we are going to have two AI. Uh, basically powerhouses that are going to be uh, kind of ruling the world. And uh, if the computer simulation that we were talking about earlier is true, then this is uh, very possibly going to happen. And I think that Google and Facebook are uh, very likely candidates for that. And I think that it's definitely not going to be like, you know, AOL online or uh, Yahoo or some I shit like up, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Sorry, Bing. Uh, it's not <laughs> happening. You're not one of the fucking powerhouses, but uh, yeah, this is uh this is fucking cool. And I hope this happens. And, and uh, yeah, that's about all I have to say about that. So, Eddie, you have anything else to touch on on this? No, nah, not too much. Let's hit that universal call out. Yes, yes. Wrap this bitch up and go the fuck home. Let's, so, you know last what? two weeks. You we got to wrap it up. Yeah. Oh. Even though you don't want to, it doesn't feel as good. You got to fucking wrap it <laughs> up. So, do it. so let's to. wrap this shit up. So. Hell yeah. Last two weeks, we've been uh, doing the universal call out. And uh, first week was... Uh, or last week was bats. The first week was what was oh, no, no, week? no. First week was bats, and then uh, we've only done two weeks. Uh, week one, oh, Buddhism. Week one was bats. This okay. week was Buddhism. I'm sorry. So we had the very violent, and then we had the very nonviolent. So six um, topics. How many? We we're going to do six subjects uh, let's again. Let's just do six. All right, we're going to do us a wider range of opportunities. We're going we're gonna to do six subjects again. And we're going to refresh. And I'm on the page right now, and I'm refreshing. All right, let's see what All we right, got. You ready? We got bridges. 
We got lighters. We got golf. We got books. We got slavery. And we got potatoes. What do you think? I'm looking at bridges or lighters, maybe? I don't know. What do you think? Um, I'm actually going to go with potatoes. <laughs> you I'm like gonna, potatoes? I'm, I, I didn't think you would like potatoes. No, I'm going, I'm going with potatoes. I actually initially was thinking about slavery. But, that uh, might be good. But I don't want to go with slavery because... Uh, oh, fuck that shit. Yeah. I, I feel sucks. like bats got misinterpreted, so uh, I yeah. can't imagine what God slavery does. And I feel like uh, potatoes can't be that fucked up. So my, my choice is potatoes. What do you think? What do you, what All do you right, like? universe. You heard it here first. Yes. Potatoes. potatoes what's up? Give we want to get some good story. goddamn potato stories Give us before the, the end of next story, week. Please, please. We will be back. We'll be hitting you with them potato stories. Yes. We'll be hitting you with that real shit like we do here yeah. at the Jerk of All Trades podcast. Every goddamn week. We love you. Stay love tuned. You guys. And, um, yeah, no, you never know what's going to come next. This is true. We are out. Peace. Peace.